Fight, episode seven, the Restoration Club podcast. Who the thought we're at episode seven, Danny? <laughs> look at here us. Look at us. Look, look at us. Just look at us. I feel like we need some hot ones right here and make it happen. Get some wings and sa- sauces and we can just do this right. There we go. We'll switch um, it up at some point. Yeah. But what a journey so far, right? Six episodes um, of just meeting some fantastic stories and hearing people of what they're up to, how they got here. Uh, with the game itself and also where they're just headed in their lives. It's great to see all the different things from wealth advisors to NASA engineers and designers and all sorts of people that are just connected to this thing. Um, it's really powerful to see how this game gets to move because uh, of the people involved with it. So I, I couldn't be more excited for what we have coming up, you know? Um, now you're exactly right. Night, yeah. Last night, what? Like we had, a, we had our first, we'll call it the inaugural. I really can't stand when people say the first annual, it's always a, it drives me crazy. So the inaugural, uh, Charlotte restoration club meetup last night. So we had our first one at docks Hill down there at the, uh, first tee in, uh, I guess I'd be considered Pineville, uh, South Charlotte area, uh, formerly known as the Cadillac ranch. Uh, it was just an old, everybody tells a story of just an old grass field, like shack and membership club of hitting balls kind of wild. And then first he got hold of it and they've made it into an amazing thing with Docs Hill. So what was your, what was your thought of seeing the Hill last night? You know, it's funny. I feel like I've interacted with people so much now that knew what it was. So I don't have the same memories of, of how it's been transformed, but if anything, man, I, I just appreciate what they've done with it. I think to your point, the, the first T of greater Charlotte, the whole region it's kind of stepping up their game and, and really up in facilities from obviously kids up to, to our age. So it's fun to see what they've been doing so people can appreciate it a bit more. Like you said, we were on uh, Docks Hill, the, the, I don't want to say massive, it was a good size putting green for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's just a fun venue, fun atmosphere. Um, King Collins designed it. So you kind of got the, the accolade attached to it as well um, to bring some notoriety, but Oh, man, it was just about having a good time. Like you said, it was, it was a lot of fun to, to get a few guys out there, guys that have kind of raised their hand locally to say, hey, what is this? Let, let me see how I can jump in um, and really just start forming that community. Um, yes, yeah. I know that's something well, we talk about a lot. You nailed it, Danny, like in the sense of even starting from the beginning of that, like what Fogarty, Daniel Fogarty and the and the crew over there at First Tee are building, um, not only there, but over there at Sifford as well at Dr. Charles Sifford's uh, course and facility over at Revolution Park is amazing. And I know we have a we have a broader reach than just Charlotte, but what's happening here in Charlotte is I'm sure just a microcosm of what's happening around the country. So find those local municipals, find those local organizations that are doing great stuff with the work. And Greater um, First Tee of Greater Charlotte is amazing at what they do. And Daniel's leadership and Mark Lathan and Ryan Hofer, all those guys over there are just doing really, really cool stuff. And so it's been great to link up with them. And like you said, Docs Hill was like this, I, man, I, we've been, we've done Thistledew, which was a massive thing. It was huge. And this was way tougher. <laughs> Thistledew, like, like cups on the side of the hills. And so any, any putt you'd ever have in your life to be challenged by, it was on this, on this hill. And so Docs Hill was just such a, a great experience to get guys out there last night. And uh, how about the CAA all-stars coming out from Elon and, uh, and UNC Wilmington coming out there and Tom, and uh, I guess we'll call him Chuck now. We're out there. So if you guys are out there listening, great to meet you guys last night. Uh, but really an eclectic group. Uh, everybody from, you know, electrical engineers to people in the nonprofit space, banking, finance, all this cool stuff that's happening. So couldn't be more excited about our first one last night and all the good stuff that we had happening. 
No, that was a really good time. Yeah, and to your point, it's always great to to meet guys that you don't know yet, have them come out. And to that point, I mean, we you know battled some weather. It was tough to get out there and really do everything we wanted to do on the course. But honestly, it, it kind of fit perfectly because it almost felt like the game became the backdrop to guys just getting together, getting to know each other, their entry into the game, um, you know, where they are with their faith and, and how they integrate into what we're trying to do. And so I just love the fact that guys showed up and, and what we're doing was resonating with them. And as you said, everybody listening right now, don't be fooled. It's not a bunch of guys uh, that are just using the game recreationally. There's some sticks getting involved. Uh, so I, I might have to fine tune the game a whole lot more if we're going to have guys like that coming out. Yeah, what, what was what was Tom's story? It was he was at a bachelor weekend and he uh, hadn't played maybe twice in a year or something like that, and went out and fired a sixty six. And it's like casual, oh, casual. And then, but in fairness, now he would say this too because he's the one who told us he then fired an eighty five after that. But I'm sitting there going, I'd love an eighty five. Bring it on, I'll take it. Uh, but like you said, just an amazing, uh, amazing group of people. And I love the fact that I mean, first he was cool that not only did we have Docs Hill, but when that lightning came, that was, and we got to get under the awning, we went inside the facility and got to use the indoor putting green. So they afforded us that opportunity too. So I don't know, it was it was such a blast. I mean, more importantly than even just the fun golf facility and all that was new faces, uh, new blood. Uh, so to speak, of people who are finding out about Restoration Club. Some this is their first experience with us, and they are now following us on the Instagram and following us in our Discord channels and checking out our YouTube and our podcast. So it's really exciting to see the movement happening of RC across the space. No, you're exactly right. It's fun to see name, new names get involved. Um, it just gives us that reminder that that it is impacting people and and they you know, coming alongside us and feel like we're, we're really doing something here and the, the Lord is moving. And so it's just fun to see guys like that come out. And at the same time with new people, uh, it gives us an opportunity just to kind of refresh and, and remember the story and kind of share how this all came about, um, which is always fun just to continue that, that story and tell new people. I think that's exactly right, Danny. The, the idea that um, how people found out about this thing, but also the formation of it. We've, I mean, we've, we recounted the story a ton of times with how you guys, you, Dave and Jeff first met and then how I came into the mix and the other people who've been on the podcast have come into the mix. And it's really great that someday probably someone gets to tell the story. Oh, I came into the restoration club world by showing up at Docs Hill or coming to whatever meetup, whether it's in Northern California or whether it's in Wilmington or whether it's in Texas, they just came together and found out about this thing and really started to cultivate and really manage and nurture really positive relationships in their life because that's what this is about. This is bigger, way bigger than just hitting a golf ball. Um, that's a fun part. We enjoy that. Uh, it brings us together in the space, but uh, it really is something about that, that togetherness, you know, that can really, um, really make this thing powerful. Having a bunch of guys on a putting green was cool and seeing them and they're having just a casual fun time guys, dropping 30 foot breaking putts and those guys are you danny um that's a nice way to start us off with a with a hole in one to start the round that was awesome um but no no shade on that you're great <laughs> no you're exactly right um yeah just just having venues like that it's funny because I, I know we were having the conversation last night too um and anybody listening uh, would love for you to to hit us up if there are more options around the country when it comes to to short courses or other venues or other places to meet up, I feel like growing up that it was 18 holes or nothing, right? It's like, if I'm going to play, yeah. I'm going to play, I'm going to go shoot my lowest round ever. And that was the mentality every time. 
And now you see guys in our season of life where it's like, hey, I love the game, would love to play the game. It's hard to get out there. I know we talk about it all the time. I mean, I think there is a gravitational pull to how do I go play nine? Is there a 12 hole course? Yeah. How do we build something like that? Is there a thistle do? Is there a putting green where the, the game kind of becomes the the backdrop um, to don't get me wrong. You, you talk about dropping a putt on the first hole, the competitive juices start flowing. You, you want to get out there and take some swings. Um, but yeah, it's just about being out there uh, and in any type of venue tied to the game. And then it becomes about the, the relationships and the guys that are showing up. Um, and you hit on it too. Uh, you know, it, it's amazing to see uh, if you guys aren't on the, the discord channel, uh, we remind you every pod jump on there, check out who's in there. Um, all these chapters popping up all over the place to, to not only see guys talking about meeting up. Uh, I know we got what a couple guys in Northern California getting ready to play pasta tiempo in, in the next yeah, week or nice. so. I mean, just uh, but like, to, you know. Exactly. To see it lived out, right. To see it, to see it digitally, people talking about meeting up and, and Hey, I'm here and we can do something in my city um, for us to do that here in Charlotte and other guys just talking about intentionally meeting up. Like we say, that's, that's what it's all about. So it, it's so fun to see guys kind of taking ownership and running with it. Yeah. Look, I, the, the something that got, that was piqued my interest last night was when Bill was talking and he was just talking about Sweetens Cove. Right. And we all love that place. It's such an amazing venue, but having something that a little closer to like having that style of thing that you can just go out and yep. reverse routing and all these different things that can be really great and cool. Something that the area of maybe wherever anyone's from has never seen before or have an accessible nine hole course or um, a buddy was talking about having just, you know, a three holes and a, 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 a like a, a snowballs, you know, those little shaved ice places, you know, you just, and then you just go play three holes together. It's just, a, it's just an opportunity to use space in a, in a really impactful way uh, that could be, in fact, in my neighborhood, it's kind of funny. We have a, a neighbor who lives about two streets over and big open field in his backyard, but it's, it's HOA's field. You know what I mean? But we've thrown three flags down there and we put, we have, <laughs> uh, we have off of his right next to his pool. We have a couple paths to hit off of and drop 80, 90 and 110 yard shots down there and see if we can win this little par three back there. But that's the fun stuff, right? Like, yeah, it'd be great to have that really soft grass and walking on the door Zoysia and making all this fun stuff happen. But maybe it's sometimes just connecting over the whatever space that you can get into, you know, as we look for the future, as we're trying to move toward having our own golf property, which would be amazing. As we move towards that lens, it's also about being where we are right now. And that and that transcends golf, right? Like if it's in our jobs and we're like, oh, I'm just looking to the next job. Well, I feel like we're called to be exactly who we're supposed to be in that job in the moment. And yep. if it's, I'm, I'm a parent, oh, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a toddler season right now. Right. So I'm just like, oh, I wish it would, I need these boys to be on their own. So it'd be, so I can actually get some sleep, but no, like maybe I need to be realizing in the season, they need all of my energy. They need all of me and their father right now, as much as they can have. Yeah. It's going to wear me out. Yeah. I'm a little older in the season, a little salt and pepper in the beard, but you know what? I've got some experience and some things for them. And that's the reason the Lord gave them to me because I, I get the yep. chance to invest in them. So that's the cool stuff about where we are right now with not only golf, but just life and what we can be. Yep. Yep. No, you're exactly right. It immediately makes me think of, I'm thankful that uh, mercies are new every morning, yeah. <laughs> not only sometimes. And I told a friend this recently too. I was just reminded um, that, you know, the, the manna sent from heaven is only good for a day. You got to, mm -hmm. you got to reload the next day. Um, and so I think it's just 
continues to talk about us tapping into that every every day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just enjoyed last night getting together with guys. Um, and I know we talk about this too. Uh, there are a lot of guys, and I appreciate this, that love the game for the solitude of just getting out there, enjoying it by yourself, get get a good walk in. Um, but I think I think it's meant to be played together. It's meant to be communal. It's meant to be based on relationship, and that's what we talk about being intentional using the game for that. The fact that, you know, guys we had never even met before signed up to, to show up last night and said, I don't know exactly what this is. Sounds like it's where I need to be. Um, and, and if the game's going to do that, as we know with guys who, who are willing to say, Hey, I'll show up at the course. I, I don't know all about this just yet. Sounds like something I need to get involved in. Uh, I'm, I would have gone to the range either way. Um, sign me up. Then, then yeah, we right. want to keep doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, that, I know in the goal. I'm sorry. Um, I was just You're thinking good. like, a, as we're in this, what's happening right now over the next few weeks, right? We've got the Ryder cup coming up and you mentioned this like togetherness factor and I love the majors. They're awesome. They're firing. And on Sunday, it's such an amazing event. It's everything's happening. It's the, the courses are trying to wreck golfers, that kind of stuff. But the Ryder cup, I feel like players would rather play together in that team format sometimes. And even just being a major, like their life, goal mission is to play in the Ryder cup team to play in the Walker cup to play in these like team events that can make things go which speaks to the power of being together because when you're that pair that's mashed up against that other pair there's something really powerful about how you push each other how you spur each other on and how you really move to get the best out of each other and it's kind of I feel like that's what we're trying to build here right the whole purpose of what we're doing you're exactly right. You're exactly right. So many guys that you see when they're asked oh if you could win a major or be in the Ryder cup it's shocking, but it's real. So many guys yeah. have said, man, I, I've got it pegged on the board. I want to be a part of a team and I want to be a part of the Ryder Cup and, and represent the country and just be a part of that room of, of guys together, shoulder to shoulder going out there. So yeah, in my, my mentality, you're exactly right. I, there's nothing better than getting out there with, with a group of guys and kind of digging in together. And well, and the proof is in the pudding because the number of people were disappointed that they didn't get picked. Right. Even as deserving as people were getting on the team or not, all the debate you can have about these things. But when people are frustrated by not making it, it's not just because well, I only want to represent my my country slash continent. It's more about I, I, I want to be around the team. And yeah. um, as much as I do love Team USA, there's no, no doubt about that. I'm cheering on the red, white and blue. And in the, in the same way, Europe has something special going on and how they team up. You know what I mean? They are very focused on a continual team process. And I think that's also how indicative of what the USA has going on. Like, you know, you got Scotty leading the crew and all these guys kind of come together and even the vets are going to be a part of it as, as JT's in that mix doing stuff, you know, kind of helping us right, be that rally person that makes those things happen and match play and all those different pieces that'll fall in the, into the course because we're going to need it, right? USA is going to need it because it's, it's long. It's going to be skinny. The rough's going to be terrible. And so we've got to hit them long and straight. And if not, then it's going to be a failure. But that's where you rely on the team aspect. And you guys all rally together every night. You process, you work, you grind, and you make that thing happen. And you bring it back. You bring that cup back to the United States. I mean, we haven't won in Europe in a long time. I don't know what 30-some years it's been. But we need this. You know what I mean? And um, at first, I was thinking Europe's got us. Oh, no, this is going to be, a, this is going to be the hardest year. But I'm like looking at those top 10. It's like split. Like, Five and five, we've got five of the top 10. They've got five of the top 10. It's just about what we do together. And so as those guys get in there, there will be documentaries made about that that week. 
you know, and what that from that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday that they play. It'll it'll be made from what's going to come up because this is some of the best golf and golfers that has ever been played. And as an Italian myself, them playing in Rome is really powerful for me. I'm like, let's. I kind of want to get there, but didn't get that one approved in the family budget. You know what I mean? So that's just it. <laughs> no, that's still out there for me too. I I've been to a President's Cup. I've been to some majors, but but the Ryder Cup is still out there. I got to get there at some point for sure. But no, you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, I think we've seen the quote unquote all-star model in the past of we're just going to put the, the guys that are, that are firing in there. And if they're not communal, but they don't have that type of camaraderie, sometimes you don't know what you're going to get. Um, I mean, completely different sport, but there was a reason there was a redeemed team. Uh, we, we know how that went down back in 04 on the basketball side. <laughs> so That's right. uh, you, need that, you need that leadership. You need those guys that are bought in. You need that t- team mentality. So you're exactly right. It feels like whether it's from the U.S. side or the the European side, um, they've got that team mindset, um, which also brings a little fieriness usually to the table too. So it's going to be yeah. fun to see. I, I my favorite. I just you know golf is such a reserved, give up the clap, and it's changed a little bit over the years. But like Ryder Cup stuff is like fist pumps, and everybody's like, yeah, and they're looking at the crowd and they're pointing and. It's like, I wouldn't be mad if a European European player pointed at me and said, I got you. You know, it, it wouldn't bother me. It'd be like, all right, let's get the next one. You know, that kind of that kind of thing. So it's just, it's like you said, it's fiery, man. It's really in. And uh, I'm excited to see how these teams play out. And just the, now I say that, but do I really want to get up at 3 a.m. on Friday and watch the first tee? I don't know. I, but I want to see that Viking clap that they do. It's like goosebumps on the first tee every time and i'm like oh maybe we will want to check that out i might do a 3 a.m wake up just for that one but go right back to no bed. doubt we'll do no doubt if we yeah. need to hold each other accountable on that one i'm down for sure <laughs> at least one day i don't know if i can do uh all three days <laughs> but i can at least get one one in there so that's awesome um that's no, you're exactly right it's so funny you see guys on the the pro level they're usually laser focused um yeah. you know whether it's pre-round or post-round maybe engage the fans but otherwise there's not too much interaction uh, but yep. that type of setting, man, they've got the the fist pumping, they've got the arms flying, getting people getting people up and getting excited. Um, yeah. It's a it's a different atmosphere for sure. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see what unfolds. How do you think then? Uh, you know, to I I don't want to say that we are the Ryder Cup by any means in terms of Restoration Club, but the fact is that we're so focused on that team mentality, meaning we're together. We want to work together. We want to, you know, we have some stuff in the works of, uh, you know, we're trying to put a builder's cup to it together and trying to get together and, and play again in Pinehurst or um, looking at future events or merchandise and all that kind of stuff. Because you and I designing t-shirts is not just about, Hey, what kind of swaggy stuff we can wear. But I feel like it's about us creating this thing that when someone sees the RC logo, they're like, Oh, I'm that's all. Oh, I got that logo too. You know, it's like in the I grew I grew up in the '90s heavily, and if you had that Ralph Lauren polo on your chest, I felt like I community I connected with you. You know, that kind of I'm like, oh, you got it, I got it, cool. That's what it is. But that's the same thing with RC. It's like I feel like we're trying to build that thing that says we're together. Um, so, um, you know, I, I say all that just to understand the idea of as we're going forward in this thing, as we're going forward in the connections, as we're going forward in meetups, events merch, podcasts, media options, all these different things that we're going to get into because we are growing at a good rate um, and connecting people into this. Um, we're doing this whole thing together. You know, it's not just one guy doing one, th- doing all of it. It's us sharing the load together. And when people we find out have skills and gifts, we ask them to use them in the space. And because we wouldn't want to be a waste their gifts. Like 
jump in here. Let's do something powerful because when we're talking about true restoration can be had through the power of Jesus is an immensely powerful thing. And we get to do that through golf. Like win, 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 win. Like, yeah, that's what it's all about. Yep. Yep. Now I love that you said together. And there's a few things that you said within that, that I think are so true is that um, we want people to be who they were made to be. I think there's going to be certain points in time where we may just need help and and to keep this thing moving, have guys hand, uh, hold up their hands to say, Hey, I'm willing to help out wherever. And we have, which has been amazing, but we yeah. really want to put people in positions. And as you said, it's not just about um, product or events or whatever it might be. It, it, it's obviously at the end of the day, the people behind it and then yeah. really tapping into their giftings and, and what they were made to do. So when we talk about the people that we're seeing get involved, that's honestly one thing that gets me the most excited is seeing guys operate in, in what they're best at. Um, and we know everybody can't be everything. And so when we talk about, you know, the short courses and that craze, uh, I know we've got a few guys on here that are in, in the architectural space. So, uh, Hey, if anybody's out there, you want to design a course for us, please go ahead. Um, and we can build it together. Like we said, that's right. But yeah, to see guys just kind of step into, hey, I know I can fill in here. I know I can bring something to the table. That's where it feels like, you know, you may hear a, a core four or five voice, voices here and there, but we, we want to feel like we're kind of moving as a unit and everybody's kind of filling in where they feel like they can make the, the biggest impact and, and feel like they're they're being reciprocated too. They're feeling it um, from our side and it all feels like we're kind of doing it together. Uh, so you're exactly right. I would say... Um, having all of these different personalities and uh, all these different skill sets tapped in through saying, I, lo I love golf. Um, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of what you guys are doing. Uh, it's really kind of, kind of creating that momentum of where we're at now and where we want to go next. Well, that's the power of the, the club, right? The club is when you belong to a club, it's, it's an exclusive feel, even though we're very uh, inclusive and want people to be a part of it. But you're a part of a club and you're in it because you're with other people. No one wants to join a club to be by themselves. Like that's kind of wild. Or if they do, that's really unique <laughs> in that sense. But we're creating a space that allows people to connect on more than just a round of golf, right? Our goal is after an event or after a round or after a meetup that we would connect even deeper, that discipleship would occur, that connections would occur, that these groups would break out, that if, guys I met last night need prayer, boom, they'll hit us up and say, Hey, can you pray about this? And same for me, I'm, I'm reaching out to them. Hey, can we, can we link up together? Cause I could really use a group of men fighting in this battle with me. You know, I don't want to lose the battle. I'm a fighter. I'm resilient, but I, I think the thing I've learned the most over my 49 years is that I can't do it alone. First, it starts by a reliance on God. That's number one. And number two, he has created us to be in community. <laughs> and so us being created to be to, that way, says that we've got to do this thing together. And those that love to fight, and I'm all for introverts, I'm all for an extrovert, but I'm about the idea that no matter what, we all fit this thing together. It's a huge puzzle and everybody brings their piece to it that eventually connects and and gets together in the whole thing. So I just, I don't know, that's, it, it, you, were, you and I have talked over the past couple of days like about the idea that people are still connecting from our first video that we did a year and a half ago. You know, like thinking that, and for me, that was my segue, even learning about Restoration Club, seeing this video, capturing my attention. But here we are in 2023 and people are still hitting us up going, hey, I want to be a part of this just because I, I just saw this video. Because oh. everybody's like, you got to be fresh. You got to make content now. You got to do and just get after it. Right. But it's like, 
our foundation is what laid it down there, that it was about this, this thing of hope of restoration and using the game of golf to do it. And that resonates heavily with people. And so it's still being found. And I'm just, it's, it's exciting to me to have, to be a part of that type of thing. Now that resonates with me a ton. And, and I think you hit on some things there too, that, you know, our mentality is that, yes, we don't want to be shy about the fact that, um, while we're building relationship with each other, the greatest relationship we can have is with our creator, um, through Jesus Christ. And so, uh, we don't want people to not know that we didn't want everybody to know that, but don't hear what we're not saying too. If, if you came here because you saw some guys enjoying the game together and our hope and prayers that you encounter Jesus through it, um, but you're not at that spot right now, come on in. Like, we'd love yeah. to, we'd love to have you. And so if you're hearing yeah. this right now and, um, you haven't explored that, you haven't even thought about that. Um, but you're saying, Hey, I see some guys that are, are intentional wanting to get together, enjoy the game. Um, we would love to, to have you involved. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I think, I think sometimes, right. People hear about people of faith and they make some presuppositions about them, especially if they're not coming from the faith themselves, if they don't know Jesus, or they're not in a connected relationship with God, they're kind of like. Oh, I don't want to be around some weirdos or stuff like that. I think if anybody were to come out to any of our RC events, they would find the most loving, caring community, down to earth people that are not proselytizing. We're not out there like bullhorning up. It's just, it's a great time because we've been created by our creator to connect with other people. And we do that in a way that just uses the game. And it's such a, uh, it's a, it's a disarming environment. You can just come exactly as you are. You can wear a pair of shorts. You can wear some khakis if you want. You can figure, you can be in a t-shirt or a polo. It won't matter. And you can have any kind of background because we've all got backgrounds. We've all got stories. And that's what this thing's all about is how are those stories going to now impact the future? And that's really what we're trying to get across um, of what we're, what we're pulling together here. I think that's a good way to wrap it, my man. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, you know, this is a, maybe a shorter, sweet one. Nice little update. Yeah. Wanted to get back on here, get something back in front of you guys. I'm sure we'll, we'll tap in some guests here shortly, bring you some more of those great stories we've been able to tell thus far. Uh, as we said, really excited to get a inaugural, as Ryan said, uh, Charlotte event uh, underway last night. Hope for more in the future. Hope you guys can put some together. Uh, definitely jump into some of those Discord channels. Hey, if we need to fire up another one, because we got guys in other cities that aren't represented there, we'd love to do so. Uh, more events coming your way. Ryan already hit on it. Some merch coming here shortly. Uh, always check us out at restoration underscore club on Instagram, restorationclub.co. If you're not a member, if you don't have the merch, just want to want to get to know what's going on here, check out the website. Uh, we appreciate you guys. That's episode seven for Restoration Club. Until next time, Ryan, keep swinging. Keep swinging. <laughs>